You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original, WEI. We have what it takes to have a great defense. We had a, a, a pretty great, a pretty good season last year, in my opinion, a really good season last year. And we're bidding off that by just continuing to to focus on our techniques and fundamentals, um, build our chemistry together, uh, build our cohesiveness on the field and off the field, and and throughout this training camp we have 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 done just that, and looking forward to um, uh, seeing how we we play week in and week out. Hour number two of Fitzy and Hard rolls on here on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM WEEI WEEI.com also heard on the Odyssey app if you don't have it it is the finest app for radio listening and WEEI consumption to date download it A-U-D-A-C-Y in the app store or well, wherever you get stuff when you have a Google phone I don't know I got an app I got the iPhone so I don't, I don't really care what do they call that the Google marketplace uh, the Google hut Google store what do they call that Coop I have absolutely no idea. Perfect. Right. I'm anti-Android. Bunch, of, yeah, and the yeah Android market. That, that's what it must be. I don't know. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is your number. As I sit here at our fabulous Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio, Dodgers fans, Sox fans lined up for today's rubber match, the finale of Mookie's homecoming here at Fenway Park. One thirty-five first pitch, Mass Mutual pregame show. Twelve thirty-five. Brought to you by our good friend Mark Dondero. And don't forget, the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio is brought to you by your New England Ford dealers, and their Discover Summer sales event. With a large inventory in stock, now is the best time to trade in, trade up, and discover your best summer ever with a Ford. Andy, as we look to the Sunday 7, your weekly piece on everything going around, the wide world of Pats Nation, questions facing the team, roster ideas, and so much more, I see that you began where we uh, spent a lot of our first hour of the program today saying that the biggest question facing the Patriots this August is simple, and unfortunately it's the same question that faced Bill Belichick's team all offseason and summer long, the offensive line. Dun, Again, dun, we, must, uh, bum, bum, bum. we must be seeing a completely different team than Bill Belichick right now. I mean, is there a chance? I mean, obviously there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. I am telling you there's a chance, but it's not a very good one that uh, the Patriots just come out and kick ass, blow doors, and all of a sudden... The offensive line is, you know, moving people out of the way. Calvin Anderson gets healthy. I mean, he hasn't even blocked anyone in the preseason. I can't imagine he's healthy enough to start the season, correct? I cannot imagine. I would assume yeah. he will remain in the NFL. Aha! I knew it was you all along, Braverman. Uh, is, is there any chance this offensive line week one that, you know, the Adam Joneses of the world, if you will, one of the only things he's certain and or positive about as the dark night of afternoons here on WEI, is there any chance... That Trent Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews, 
insert Michael Wenu and insert name of right tackle here come out and provide a solid, stable base for Mac Jones and the offense to thrive week one against the best pass rush in the NFL. I just, I just, I like, I close my eyes and I see, uh, was it Jalen Carter? Is that the name of the rookie defensive lineman yep. from Georgia that is on Philadelphia? Yeah, he's just been swallowing people whole all preseason long. And I just can't help but wonder, like, if Mac is thinking, like, okay, one step throw, one, uh, two steps throw. The, I, there, it's just I don't see how we even get a chance to, as one of the callers put it in the first hour, get a fair look at what this offense is or what kind of work Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien have put in because it may all be for naught if they're scrapping everything and just trying to zing the ball to the flat screen passes and holy smokes, get it out of your hands, Mac. Uh, is there a chance? I mean, I guess there's always a chance. You know, it's professional sports. There's upsets. That's why they play the games, blah, 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 cliche. Is it likely? No. Uh, and you pointed out something. So even if Cole Strange is healthy and back on the field, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him yes. for a couple weeks now, but let's just say he gets healthy, he's back on the field. Sure. Well, are we sure he can block Carter? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he had his issues with Quinn and Williams last year, and Jalen Carter is kind of like the next generation of Quinn and Williams, theoretically. So, um, and then, as you mentioned, there's a TB. You know how the Red Sox have TBD? They have openers to pitch games. Well, Patriots may have openers to play right tackle. TBD, oh rotation. God. Like, I don't even know. They need they, And they don't have a Pavetta. Maybe the Pavetta would be like Connor McDermott. He comes in in the second series, and you're like, hey, he's not terrible. He can play the rest of the game. But, no, the, everything we've seen from this line and, you know, the, the, the most talented guy on the line who should be the given in terms of success mm-hmm. is Trent Brown. And I told you. Last time I saw him, he was going ass over tea kettle because Dietrich Wise, the guy we just heard from talking about the defense, whooped him like you wouldn't believe in a practice that shouldn't have had whoopings that bad. Um, so I, no, I, I just I can't foresee it. It is going to be a an eye opening stunner if they are more than anything but mildly competitive on the offensive line against the Eagles. And that's where you put all the pressure on Mac and Bill O'Brien, as you just said. Draws and screens and RPOs and quick throws and all these things that I'm not sure they're ready to execute at an elite level right now. I mean, just look at this. Brandon Graham, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick. I mean, the, the Patriots have had a hard time blocking... Uh, the backup Tennessee Titans, now granted it was a backup offensive line on Friday night, but the twos on the Tennessee Titans defensive line were a whole hell of a lot better than the twos and threes on the Patriots offensive line. And the same was the case in Green Bay. There was the, the, the first tweet from Mike Reese a couple days ago saying, like, you're probably not going to see Mac Jones on Friday night because, well, he got hit pretty hard in Green Bay and uh, you don't ri- want to risk the health of your quarterback. Aaron Rodgers can sit out there, like, make his debut. And they have line issues and questions in the Jets right now, but I don't think the Jets offensive line is in the same the same shape that the Patriots offensive line is in right now. Uh, I mean, they, you don't play your starter, even for a series in the finale, because you're so concerned about him not just getting mauled and wrecked. I mean, to me, that speaks volumes about what's going on right now. And apparently, you know, you no matter how many times you and I ring the alarm bell, uh, only only people that are listening right now and the real the real fans of the Patriots are the ones that are concerned. Maybe there is concern inside the building, and they're not just letting on. Back to the phones we go. Andy Justin is calling from our nation's capital. He wants to talk about the Patriots' outlook for 2023. Hello, Justin. 
You guys rock. Um, unfortunately, the Patriots don't. Uh, <laughs> but before I get going, I just want to say that I just want to say Dodgers fans suck. So if they're standing outside, they need to get to the games earlier, stay later. Pedro Martinez said they really weren't good fans, and he played out there. But anyways, back to the Patriots. Um, Bill Belichick is an error repeater. And what I remember, that's like one of the biggest things that he absolutely detests. So correct me if I'm wrong, but in 2020, we really didn't have a good quarterback. 2021, 2022, this year, quarterback's a question. Additionally, our offensive line has been a question mark for all of those years, and so have our receivers. So if we continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again with roster construction, with not spending up to the cap, with not trading potentially draft capital to cover these holes, and also the last part of this is he's also an error repeater when it comes to stopping mobile quarterbacks. So when this team, which sucks and experienced injuries on the offensive line last year without any depth, does the same thing and maybe Mac Jones gets hurt and they win five games, can we please fire Bill Belichick? The time has come. Wow. Justin, bringing the heat early on a Sunday morning. I appreciate both the compliment as well as your commitment to a quality call. That's how you do it on Fitzy and Hart on a Sunday. Thanks once again for calling, Justin. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Uh, yeah, we, we may we may need like a mucho caliente. You, you got a sound effect of something burning because that was a hot, hot take. People based on the preseason, but it's not just the preseason, Andy. Again, it's the fact that there are 500 team over the last three seasons. They only went to the playoff once. They I, I, At this point now, I think we all would have rather they didn't because that was a, an affair to forget as quickly as possible. And now we're seeing some of the same issues creep up on the team once again. Why did you say I, I, you were the first one? A lot of us have wondered aloud how come there weren't contingency plans and or there weren't uh, players drafting up and behind the Brady's and the Gronks and the Edelman's so that they had you know people in place for whenever these legends had to retire or moved on, whether it was the organization's idea to have them go or not. What was it that you? Why was it you said that Belichick has these particular blind spots? It seems uh, Justin called him an error repeater. Why would you say that again? Mm, what did I say? You said something about Belichick having these weird, like years, uh, ages ago on on the show. You said something about Belichick and blind spots, and he seems to develop them. Is it is it because he's so focused on one thing he doesn't pay attention to? Like, hey, you might need to get a new Gronk or. We may need someone after Brady or, uh, hey, there's no new pass catching back now that James White got hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a lot of reasons uh, to sort. First of all, Justin, great call. I, I don't think there's anything Justin said that was ridiculous. Do you? Because I, oh, I thought not it was in the least, not in the least fact based in a lot of ways. Now, the only part that people will bristle, oh, you're going to fire Belichick like we can't fire him. First of all, there's only one person that can fire him. His name is Robert Kraft. Um, no matter how much we think we have input or we want to believe we can influence the Patriots, only Robert can do that. Um, and I, I've, I've said all along, I think Bill Belichick would fire Bill Belichick a year too early, move on, the whole thing. If he were looking at it objectively, I think he absolutely would fire him for the things he's doing and projected to do and have to move on from the things he has done. You know, the last 25 years, as he reminded us with the dumbest thing he's ever said as coach of the Patriots. Um, yeah, that's what we have to look forward to this season. Hey, what, uh, what, what do, uh, why should Pats fans take, uh, I think the, the question was, why should Patriots fans take heart in the season or what do they have to be optimistic about? Yeah. And he said the yeah. last 25 years. Yeah. Whew. You know who should have liked that? My former boss, Fred Kirsch, because the sales of uh, 
three games to glory should go through the roof. All those what would you games. say to them to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? For the last 25 years. <laughs> oh, boy. It's Optics line one. Oh, my God. It just gets worse and worse. Uh, Andy, we're having a little a little digital glitchery going on right now, a little Wreck-It Ralphing going on with your line. So we're just oh, going to make sure we take a moment to uh, fix the glitch, if you will. But uh, it's also time to trend, as we are, as they say in the business, up against it. Ray, John, Stan, I see you guys on the line. We'll get to you with your Patriot calls and concerns, plus our roster projections and so much more coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits. Turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Eleven twenty-three a.m. on a slightly overcast but yet still pleasant Sunday here in the greatest sports city in the world, broadcasting from America's most beloved ballpark, our Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studio at Fenway Park. This is the Fitzy and Hart Radio Show on WEEI six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number if you'd like to weigh in on all Patriots matters, including this little bit of breaking news that came in during the commercial. The Patriots have made a trade. This is according to Ian Rappaport. The Patriots are trading running back Pierre Strong Jr. to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for offensive tackle Tyrone Wheatley Jr. So again, Pierre Strong traded for Tyrone Wheatley Jr., who is a second-year offensive tackle out of Morgan State. So once again, breaking news. According to Rap Sheet, thank you very much, Joe Braverman. Trade. The Patriots have traded running back Pierre Strong Jr. to the Browns in exchange for offensive tackle Tyrone Wheatley Jr., sources say. Uh, wow. Now, Andy, this is not as big as, like, had we heard a starting wide receiver, a starting member of the defense, a corner, a safety, etc., be traded. Uh, but this is big, considering we spent a large portion of the first half of the program today analyzing, dissecting, complaining about, and worrying over the Patriots' offensive line depth. Obviously, they share similar concerns, and they have addressed it. However, have they? Or at least they've, they've, excuse me, they've attempted to. They're showcasing that they're trying to address 
The I don't offensive. believe he's played in an NFL game. He's 26 uh, years old. That is correct. I just so. Googled him. So we all know he is the, or rather, I kind of did the math. He is the son of former NFL running back and University of Michigan grad Tyrone Wheatley. Correct. Uh, yes, who we all grew up watching years ago. He is a very large person, six foot six, 320 pounds. He started his career at Michigan, got injured, left school, played his college days at Stony Brook, uh, and then... He actually played in something called the Spring League, where he converted from. I've I've never even. It's the first I've heard of him. It's weird. It's weird that they play in the fall. Oh, they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oddly enough, Uh, he also went. He transferred to Morgan State, where his father was in his first year as the head coach, but did not play a single game or record any statistics. And his dad was the coach. Yeah, he comes the Spring League. Then he signs with the Bears uh, in June of 2021. He sat on their practice squad all season. Then he went to the Raiders. He was waived by the Raiders shortly after signing with them in the summer of 2022. S- then he joins in September of 2022. He signed with the practice squad of the Browns. And then he signed a futures reserve contract and now has been traded to the Patriots. In exchange for someone you and I had been hoping to see some offensive pop and potential from in running back Pierre Strong Jr. There had been much discussion over whether he'd be able to crack the starting rotation, what kind of depth he would provide. Would he potentially be used as an offensive weapon, if you will, vis-a-vis a a pass-catching third down back? Uh, We had heard much about his game-changing speed. He had over eight. He had eight 50-yard or more touchdowns his senior season at North Dakota State. Comes to the NFL. Didn't see much last year. A special teams gaffe, but one big run as well. And now his story with the Patriots is over. So this tells me, A, the Patriots realize they need some help on the offensive line. B, they strangely feel better about their running back room than we do. And C, Ty Montgomery may be or must be at this point, Andy, healthy enough to make the team as the sort of Pierre Strong Jr. role we had thought he might take, the third down pass catching back slash receiver running back option. This is a surprise, especially considering... Earlier this week, just like I just like I noted, you could have traded for somebody who was a starter and could provide medium to high end tackle play for just a fifth or sixth rounder instead of giving up a running back that you just spent a fourth round pick on last year. Yeah, um, this is a first real sort of swing and miss for Matt Groh, I would say, in his era um, here. He was big on you want fast players, you better draft fast players. And so they drafted the fastest running back and. Immediately, I know Mike Reese talked to some of his college coaches. were like, oh, the next James White. I personally never really saw much from Pierre Strong in terms of his upside as a football player. I'll be honest. I didn't think mm-hmm. he looked as fast as he's supposed to be on the football field or on the practice field. Now, is that because you think he's thinking he, the game isn't coming to him at the right speed? Uh, you know, uh, Cleveland has in the form of Demetric Felton, somebody I really wanted the Patriots to draft a couple drafts ago. They have a pass-catching third-down backslash hybrid receiver. So I wonder why I mean, they, they must be looking to replace the productivity they got the last couple seasons from Kareem Hunt, and maybe they're willing to take a chance on Strong and put him in a similar role. Ty, I mean, they're, they're giving up somebody that likely was never going to see the field for them in the first place and getting someone that they may fold into their offense as yeah. well. Like, this seems to me, like this a, is a, a swing for, you know, there's no risk here for the Cleveland Browns. And we're going to cut him anyway. Right. I did want to bring up something that somebody brought up on Twitter um, and he is uh, Wheatley is a converted former tight end. Yes. And somebody was like, oh, maybe this is just the blocking tight end. Um, I, I mean, I don't totally rule that out. 
that he could be in that role as we talked about. They don't have a lot of depth at tight end. They don't really have a blocker at tight end. Mm-hmm. Could they be look? I mean, he's massive. That's a big blocking tight end at 320 pounds or whatever he is. Yeah, they um, don't have the Rod Rutledge or the um, wasn't it Jonathan. Uh, what was the name of the, the Dwayne Allen? Yeah, no, they don't have a blocking tight end. Sokol's the closest thing, and a lot of people aren't sure. You know, he'll even be around or he'll be on the practice squad. Um, this, to me, is more about giving up on Pierre Strong than it is acquiring anything in terms of Wheatley, who, again, is 26 and has never played um, in the National Football League and who knows if he even has a real position. So I, I think the interesting part of this is that anyone that had high hopes for what Pierre Strong was going to be, um, the Patriots no longer had those high hopes barely a year into his, his New England career. Wow. Once again, breaking news, the New England Patriots have traded running back Pierre Strong Jr. from the team to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for Tyrone Wheatley Jr., a converted tight end, now an offensive tackle, six foot six, 320 pounds, the son of former NFL running back Tyrone Wheatley. Wheatley Jr. has never seen a NFL game to date. Who knows what the Patriots may have in he's store seen for him. him. I mean, his dad well, played in the league. I think well, he's, he's watched. He's never. He's seen the field. He hasn't just you know seen the field. You get he it. He and you I have stepped on it as often as uh, the each other. Never. We've Same. seen it. exactly close. Oh, I've. I mean, I've. You've stood on the field. You've done sideline reports. You've been there. I know. There has oh, yeah, been two steps to be on that turf. I, uh, you know, I've been on the field. They yell at you, and then they tell you to get off. But I know. And then they're always like, "You don't have the right credentials." Sorry, I was just doing the kicking thing. Ah, get off the field. <laughs> All right, back to the phones we go. Wow, lots of reactions pouring in over Pierre Strong Jr. and the Patriots preseason at large. Line two, Ray is in Revia. What's up, Ray? Hey, guys. Listen, I want to build on, um, I think it was Justin who called before the break, in that, um, you know, I, I think Bill Belichick, the general manager, is, is sort of the problem. And I, I don't think the model where you give the job to one guy and he does everything works anymore in the NFL. And I, and I think the first week of the season, we, we have the, the, the latest uh, proper model, which is the Eagles. So they've got the executive of the year for, you know, two times in the last five years. They have a younger coach. And I think they had the 31st draft position, and they just picked up a stud defensive alignment. You know, the reality is um, the, the model in the NFL is about separating GM and coach and having a younger coach who's more offensive-minded. I think it's obsolete what we have. And I also like to point out that Jeff Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, who's a Boston area guy, consistently has the Eagles in the top half of the league in spending. And I think we're 31st this year. So I think Kraft is a big part of the problem, too. I'd like to see him retire and let his son take over. Thanks, Paul. Uh, wow. Oh, man. Let's, thank you, Ray, for the call. Andy, they are coming in hot today. Yep. Yep. Wow. And, and I get it. Yeah, I get it, too. Um, now, the Eagles... While they were in the Super Bowl, they took Carter at number nine. They've made a lot of trades. They've had high picks. They've manipulated. Well, you know why, right? You know who we have to thank for that? John Lynch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying they didn't take him at 31 or 30. Yeah, he he was a top 10 pick. Yeah. Um, And they have made, I mean, their best pick is Jalen Hurts. Everything for them hinged on Jalen Hurts. They took him in the second round. He has become a franchise quarterback. They were hoarding assets Danny Ainge style in order to get a quarterback if Hurts didn't work out. Hurts did work out, and now they were able to manipulate those. Now they've added, obviously, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith via trade and draft, and then they add to the defense every year. Like He has done a great job. You cannot question the management 
Ever since basically Carson Wentz got his contract, right? I'm going to say that's the last sort of negative. And they even got out from under that thanks to trading with the Colts. So um, he has done a masterful job. And and the idea that the days are over of one guy doing the, the job, that's kind of been dead for a long time. I, I feel like when Mike Holmgren was in Seattle was sort of the end of that, and everybody started mm-hmm. saying, yeah, Belichick can do it, mm-hmm. but nobody else really can that doesn't work it's too much of a job there's nobody who has enough energy smarts experience to do both jobs and you really don't see that anymore when once bill is gone i think you're probably going to see that being the end of one person holding all the titles and wearing all the hats in an organization especially when that person is now 71 years old multiple calls expressing doubt in the future of the franchise under the greatest coach of all time Already, and it's not even high noon on Sunday. How about that? Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I I heard, uh, I was listening to some syndicated radio on the way up today, driving into the ballpark, Andy, and a similar radio show host. There was even a a syndicated show where Bucky Brooks from NFL.com was on the program, and there's two relevant points here. One, he and the host both discussed how they believe Bill Belichick is firmly on the hot seat this year uh, and that anything short of a winning season should herald his dismissal from the team because he's they, they claim the same thing, never won without Brady, looks worse ever since Brady moved on, won the Super Bowl, 500 team ever since Brady left town, that was a bad decision, blah, blah, blah. And then also Bucky Brooks made a point of the stud defensive lineman. Now there obviously was one in Philadelphia and Hargreave. He went to... San Francisco and was massively paid in the offseason, but we saw Quentin Williams get paid recently, the Aaron Donalds of the world, uh, DeForest Buckner out in Indianapolis. Now they take Jalen Carter, who is super fast and super strong and has been super dominant this preseason. The defensive tackle is now becoming the, uh, the, the pinpoint, if you will, of a quality team and the new top-rewarded position on the defense. And I kind of get it as well. And I think your guy, if the Patriots' defense is going to live up to the hype, that we've been hearing about all offseason long, and if they're going to actually carry this team or keep them in games, it's going to have to be somebody like your guy Barmore who's going to have yep. to step up and make Matt Grow and Bill Belichick look good because otherwise, whoo, baby, going to be a long one. Yeah, I think Barmore can be the difference between the Patriots' defense being good, but how good are they, blah, 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 and oh, wow, did this guy just become an all-pro caliber player? Did he allow others like... Dietrich Wise and Matt Judon and Uche and those guys to do their job at a much easier level because he's always getting doubled on the inside. He's collapsing the pocket. I think Barmore is one of the pivotal players on this Patriots roster if you believe they are going to overachieve and have upside. Now, I will say, Bill has always loved those players, like Richard Seymour, Ty Warren, Vince Wilfork. He invested heavily on the interior defensive line. Um What's his name? Who was the guy with bad knees they drafted in the first round that never worked out, that played two years? Oh, uh, Dominique um, Easley. Dominique Easley. Like, he's always valued. Always take a guy with two torn ACLs in the draft, Andy. Uh, hey, on, you hey, you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you got to take chances. They took a chance on a guy with a bad back, and he became the tight end in the history of the sport. Look at me okay, defending Bill. Yeah, look, I know. Look at you. Who you you've turned into the Belichick Bobo now. Unbelievable. No, because it goes, it gets out of control. He mm-hmm. Right now, does he deserve to be on the hot seat? Absolutely. Because he and you don't have to get all icky balooky happy the way Chris Curtis did when I brought this up, but 
His record over the last three years is significantly worse than the record that got Pete Carroll fired. Those are facts. I don't even know what that means, but It's facts, Bill. Stats are for losers, so I'm giving it to Mm -hmm. you because you have a losing record over the last three years. So, therefore, stats are for losers. You're a loser in the last three years, so I'm giving it to you, Bill. Straight. That is a fact. That doesn't mean he's a boob. That doesn't mean he never was good and everything was a fabrication and everything was Brady. But the, the reality is the reality, and that's why I always go back to the Belichick standards. Use his own standards against him. It would help us don't, a lot offensively, score more points. and give it- Don't pay for what guys <laughs> have done. Pay for what they're going to do for you. Well, Bill, what you've done in the past, the last 25 years, as you said, is irrelevant. What can you do for me at 71, 72, 73, whatever, moving forward, and look at where their careers are trending? The reality yeah, is... Have it- fun with that. Yeah, I am having fun with it because I'm just analyzing the here and now, Bill. The here and now, Bill. I'm looking at you. The here and now. And right now, you're a questionable coach with a questionable roster and a questionable future. Questionable. Wow. I Andy, never right question in... anything Belichick is doing. <laughs> Andy, right in the coattails of the callers that have been coming in hot today on the uh, 15 Am I Heart speaking show? anything but facts? No, you're not. But the, okay, one, thing, the one thing I just want to offer a... The truth mo- is never modic- mean. Yes, I know. Yeah, yes, energy, effort, and attitude. Truth is never mean. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I actually like Bill's energy, effort, and attitude these days, but the truth sure. is he hasn't been very good at you know what he's but doing. But the one thing I want to push back on, though, when you said don't pay people for what they've done but pay people for what they can do for you, that kind of blew up in their face after the uncharacteristically aggressive offseason uh, vis-a-vis Jonu Smith. You know, I think hey. every day is a big day for everybody. Every day is a big day for everybody. <laughs> Nobody works harder. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, no, Jonu Smith, Bill Murray. you're absolutely works right. Nobody Bill Murray. You're absolutely right that Jonu Smith, they thought they were getting him at the right time when he was about to take off and explode. But guess he what? Did. He did. They they paid for what Wes Welker was going to do, and that worked, correct? They, they did. So, like, you have, to be, you have to be right, right? You have mm-hmm. to succeed. You have to have the end result, the production that you expect. But I'm just using Bill's own standard. It's, it's like you're not going to give Gerard Mayo a massive contract, right? You're going to maybe make him the head coach. Maybe he's yeah, the head coach in waiting. That. He's not going to get $20 million a year like Bill Belichick. But you can invest in him and think your best days are ahead with Gerard Mayo running the team. That would be the Belichickian way to do it, to move somebody. Cole Strange, you're going to be better over the long haul than Shaq Mason. We're going to go in that direction, whatever the position or the example may be. And I don't know that Bill is being held to his own standards by anybody. The year too early as opposed to the year too late that Belichick yep. was so good at the first yep or during the double dynastic run, are kind of blowing up on the Brady, Shaq Mason. Eh, I'm not loving him these days as well. Speaking of someone who's not loving what he's seeing these days, to the South Shore we go. Fan favorite here at WEEI, whether it's the Ken and Curtis program, Fitzy and Hart, or whoever, and happen, whoever happens to be manning the mics over the weekend, Danny and Quincy. Hello, Danny. Well, being a fan favorite is a matter of opinion. So, <laughs> I mean, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> anyway... Andy, I'm proud of you, Andy. You actually think a 71-year-old can have a lot of energy because being the ages that you are, especially with Bill Belichick, <laughs> you're surprised that the guy has energy. That's good, no. though. No, he has good energy. But yeah, some 71-year-olds are in a box. Yeah, well, you, you stereotype age. You, you admitted that to me on the radio last year. Anyway, Those, That's called um, the truth. People slow down as they get older. No, it's a fact all. of life. Case I didn't case. say all. People. My, dad, people. my dad lived to be 95, and he was up cleaning gutters and painting houses at 95, okay? And you, so know, and you, you know why you're so you know why you're so proud of it, Danny? Because it's an abnormality. He, 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 it's the exception he, he, to the he rule. He kick your ass at not 100 years old, okay? Maybe so, he could. That would make him the exception. 90. That would make him the exception, not the rule. I said, okay. 
But I didn't call for that. Anyway, okay. I just like to fight with you because sometimes you, you eat <laughs> you your too. own words sometimes, you know? I don't, because anyway, I'm um, always right. Oh, my God. No, you never Would right, you let so. the caller speak, Andy? <laughs> well, that's a fact. Uh, Someone asking for him to be allowed to speak. On, one thing on the defense, not being able to stop the run. All right? But the thing on Zappy, and I'm a Zappy guy, what the hell happened to him? I watched him in four live real, real games last year. He looks like a completely different quarterback, uh, Bailey Zappi. Somebody messed with his delivery. He looks like a submarine. He looks like Kent DeCalvey yep. with a noodle arm. I, I don't understand it. He's completely – just. I'm so disappointed in him. I, I don't understand. Did somebody mess with his trajectory, Andy? I'm he, being serious here. No, no. I'm be, if, and uh, Danny – Danny, you should be listening to the Six Rings podcast. This has been a common discussion point throughout the summer that Bailey Zappi has fallen in love with these alternate arm angles and these three-quarter oh. sidearm throws. Oh, it, it, it is. It, and he wasn't that way last year. I don't care if the, 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 the Bailey Zappi haters that never liked the guy will say, well, we told you so. He was a different quarterback. I think the Chicago game, he's got post-traumatic Balls being knocked at the line of scrimmage, uh, yep. uh, uh, Chicago game syndrome. That's what happened to him. He's either doing it on his own or somebody, somebody, some coach, some brilliant genius is messing with his arm, arm slot. And it sucks because I think he's a good quarterback. <laughs> anyway, but on the defense, I don't know if you agree with that, but anyway, I, on the defense. To a, to a degree, you know, I do, yes. Okay. As far as being able to stop the run. Now, the other night, and we're judging preseason, but you're saying that the defense is having trouble stopping the run. They came out flying in the last preseason game against Tennessee's ones. Okay? But when your offense gets on the field and they go three and out, and then they go three and out, and they gain four yards, they can't even flip the field position, uh, that is demoralizing. It's not only physically uh, uh, taxing on the defense, when it's 100 degrees out, yeah. Taxing. Um, it's uh, for morale. You keep going out in the field. You're doing your job. You keep getting put on the field with no flip, no field position being flipped, no points. Uh, it's demoralizing, and I don't care. And the only other thing I'll ask you, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm willing for a back and forth here. I just want to get it all in mm-hmm. before you hang up on me. But yep. I, I just, I, I mean that that has to be factored in. The offense is. A defense's worst enemy is their own offense going like they can't sustain the drive. Yep, that's right. That's a that's a, sol- a solid point, uh, Danny, and thank you very much for the call. Uh, Andy, I'll just point out that at halftime, once again, I noted at the top of the program in that brutal affair, uh, I know it was super hot outside, and the highlight of the night was Ronnie Perkins trying to make the team um, and, and also vomiting on the field because he was so dehydrated at that point and kind of overworked, but... I appreciated the energy, effort, and attitude from him. Otherwise, the Patriots had 79 yards of total offense in the game. He was Danny from Quincy was right. They did come out flying on defense. However, they kind of wore down as the night progressed, not only from the heat, but the fact that the Patriots had the ball in the first half for nine and a half minutes. Nine and a half minutes. Time of possession was so tilted towards the Titans, who basically had Tannehill followed by Malik Willis just running a basic offense. They had 368 yards of total offense to compare to the Patriots' 79 because the Patriots couldn't do, you know, exactly what word I'd like to say, but I'm not going to say it because it's the public airwaves and also there are speakers outside our studio broadcasting now on Lansdowne Street. And you have but children it, listening. That doesn't matter. Yeah, they've heard, worse from, they've heard worse from Uncle Fitzy. That's fine. I, I'll always contribute to the swear jar because it just goes to their 529s. I, I just, it's, Danny brings up a great point. 
the 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 th- the worst thing going for this Patriots defense this year may not be uh, a lack of elite linebackers, may not be depth at the cornerback position. It'll be if the Patriots can't sustain any long drives and give them time off the field. I'm going to have you react to that as more uh, as well as our callers. Uh, more on the Pierre Strong Jr. trade. Once again, Patriots second-year running back Pierre Strong Jr. traded today for tackle help in the form of Tyrone Wheatley Jr. from the Cleveland Browns. 617-779-7937 is the number. we got to go pay some bills. More of your calls, more Patriots thoughts, roster projections, and so much more. And a few words about the Red Sox before we wrap it up at 1230 here. Fitzy and Hart from the Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studio, WEEI. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This summer as a whole from Kayshawn Booty, someone who, you know, obviously faced some questions coming out of college, but really seemed to improve as camp went along and finished strong. Um, yeah, I think just the way you put it is, is about, sums it up pretty well. Um, uh, didn't, didn't do a whole lot in the spring. Um, and, and as the camp went on, seemed to get, uh, stronger and more productive, both in practice and games, uh, really in all the areas that, um, that he worked into. Uh, so that was very encouraging and, uh, we showed, Showed explosive ability on the field when he played. So he's had a good camp. And, um, you know, again, we'll just take a look at everything here as we put things together, um, you know, over the weekend here and then and then heading into the regular season. But, um, yeah, Kayshawn's had a strong – that's had a strong camp. Patriots coach Bill Belichick on the curious case of Kayshawn – Will Booty get a call to the 53-man roster? It's the Fitzy and Hart program coming at you from the Ford Fenway Clubhouse studio. On a Sunday morning, Red Sox and Dodgers, 1.35 p.m. today, Mass Mutual pregame show with Mark Dondero coming up in just a short little while, 12.35 p.m. from America's most beloved ballpark, Fenway Park. Uh, that was Bill Belichick addressing the... The way Kayshawn Booty, someone that I think nobody was impressed by, of course, he came in with all this hype, Patriots got the steal of the draft, 300-yard game his rookie year, then he has injuries, then he disagrees with the coaches, he's got some off-field issues, still has a really good game last year against Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, I think he went six for a buck fifty and a touchdown, seemed to be doing better, but never really kind of gelled with Brian Kelly's scheme down at LSU, LSU looks to be pretty darn good this year, though, Uh now he comes on during camp, and he's one of the guys, Andy, I think that probably a lot of people didn't have on their initial 53-man projections. But as preseason has come on, I think the Patriots, I think he's a locked at this point to be on the roster. He only played 
Friday night, one series, and then he was uh, sent to the showers, if you will, which is usually a good sign, I would say, if you're a six-rounder or a rookie competing for a spot, and if you don't start or only play one series, that's usually a pretty good call. I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm legitimately excited for him. He, there's one of the guys, one of the people I'm excited to see make his debut, hopefully, for the Patriots. I think there could be they could have really found something with this kid, and we need and we need players to get excited about. We could use some pop, we could use some zap, we could use a little star power, we could use some energy. He may be one of those well, guys. If you want for this pop, team. just go to Pop Douglas. There say, you, you go, got pop Douglas. You got Bailey yep. Zap B. I mean, you got Pop and Zap. <laughs> all right, and we got Booty, which is good. Pop, Zap, and Booty. That's all you need in this life. Uh, I think he, I think he's a lock to make the team at this point. Booty, yeah, yep. I would be surprised if he didn't. Um, I don't. Lock is strong. If Mac Jones is a lock, he's not in the lock category with Mac Jones, but um, I feel pretty good about his chances of making the roster, um, especially given Tyquan Thornton as a possible IR guy. Now he's going to have to make the roster because you're probably going to want him to return, so he'll be on the initial 53 and then placed on IR like he was last year if that happens. I think Mike Reese alluded to that uh, mm-hmm. today, and that's been mm-hmm. sort of a speculation by all. But I, I do want to remind people because they, they confuse that rule, I think, you can't just put him on IR because if you just put him on IR, he's done for the year. You have to put him on the roster first, then for a day, then a late the next day later, put him on IR, then he can return. But Booty, it's funny because I thought Booty, people wanted him to be something he wasn't for like the first week of camp and the spring, yep. and then he got significantly better. I talked about that day where he embarrassed himself, I thought, in a tackling drill, couldn't catch the ball, fumbled multiple mm-hmm. times. Troy said, get out of here. Next day he hid so he didn't have to take reps in that drill. I think from that point on, something clicked. I don't know if he had a talking to, and I think he started to sort of take an upward trajectory, most notably the long touchdown in, a, in the game that gets him noticed. But I think even in practice, he was far more active the second half of camp than he was the first and that's what you want right like you want it Mm -hmm. moving in a positive direction over the course of a month and a half back to the phones we go we'll continue with our roster projections and predictions momentarily uh let's take it to the sunshine state uh favorite here on the program steve is in florida hello steve Steve. hello steve 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 big steve 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 going once Steve going twice. Steven died. Ah, I guess we're on hold. Or at least we didn't get the ringback music. I would have taken that. We got nothing. That, that's, that's always a good time. Well, Steve, if you realize, uh, if you're listening to the broadcast and you realize that we gave you a chance, you can call back. We'll see if we can get to you in the final half hour on the program. All right, Andy, a couple other names I want to throw at you real quick. Let's sort of get a little bit of a roster projection vibe going right now. You and Mike Cadlick did a 53-man projection Live stream and podcast yesterday available on the Six Rings and Football Things feed as well. Uh, let's ask about some of the more popular names, if you will, this <laughs> preseason. People that have actually brought about some excitement on the team. Where are we right now with Malik Cunningham, who saw very little action again Friday. Force-fed the ball many times as a receiver. Uh, and, and Bailey Zappi got a face full of Bill O'Brien after he missed him on an out route in the third quarter Friday night. Yeah, I think he is destined for the practice squad. I just... Don't see how you can value him at a level where he's worthy of a roster spot. Um, I also don't really think there's that many teams that would consider claiming him and putting him on their roster for three weeks. Um, so I think he's going to get. He's done nothing as a receiver. He has done absolutely nothing as a receiver. Obviously, he's flashed a little bit as a gimmicky change of pace quarterback. 
Um, but if you can get him on the practice squad, I'm intrigued to where you can develop him and see where he goes. I also think, as people have noted, he might bring you some value preparing your defense for running quarterbacks as the season plays out. If so, I may intervene, though, Andy, the worry after game one was that if they do not put him on the 53-man roster, another team will scoop him up after these three games. Do you mm-hmm. think a team could no, scoop him up? I just, you know, I just said no one's going to put. I, I can't envision somebody putting him on their roster for three weeks that he's what about one of the Baltimore? best 53 players. What about I mean, Baltimore? Sure. If literally Lamar Jackson says, like, hey, I know this guy. He tried to be me after I left. Wouldn't it be perfect to have somebody who has a similar playing style, albeit he's a little bit smaller, join the team? I could see so Baltimore why didn't they making draft play him Arizona. Or sign him? Why didn't they draft him or sign him? I, because the Patriots offered the most money. So why they could have drafted him. They didn't. <laughs> well, uh, let's also remember this, Andy. Where were things with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens up until they decided to give him that massive deal? So you think they were not? They were planning on life without Lamar? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I think they wanted him okay. all this while. I'm just saying I could see Lamar Jackson trying to get into uh, John Harbaugh, and I forget the uh, Ozzie Newsom is not. Uh, it's Eric Costa. Eric Costa. That's right. Eric Costa. I could see maybe Lamar putting in a word for his guy Malik. Okay. Maybe Arizona. They sure as hell don't have a load of talent behind Kyler Murray. That's the, the one that would worry me, that they have mm-hmm. so little talent that they're like, we've got like 42 players, so we'll claim everybody that's available. <laughs> 42. <laughs> it's Although like the Patriots. Had, they, Patriots in 2000, Bill Belichick didn't keep a full roster because he said that they didn't really have anyone worthy of staying on the roster. That's unbelievable. I mean, who's picking them? Uh, uh, who's the, uh, Clayton Toon is the fourth stringer out there. I mean... Josh Dobbs, who they just traded for, I believe. Colt McCoy. I don't know. I could see, I could see a team making a play for him as well. Uh, one more I want to throw your way before the break. A little bit of a surprise. I guess maybe Kevin Harris is going to now make the roster by default. I don't I was know. None... I'm not see, sure Okay, so I'll ask you, Kevin Harris. Uh, he has done nothing. And you know I like Kevin Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he had a bad summer. Part of it was the offensive line not giving mm-hmm. him room to work. Mm-hmm. Other times I thought he pitter-pattered. A dude his size should not be pitter-pattering. Hit the damn hole. Um, so I, I would not, and I know some people have also read into this Pierre Strong trade that that maybe Wheatley, uh, not Wheatley, Ty, not Tyrone Wheatley, Ty Montgomery is healthy and he's going to be in the, I, I don't know that to be true either. I mean, last week we saw him on the practice field for one day and then he was up on the rehab field. So I don't mm-hmm. assume that. Um, J.J. Taylor, popular summer guy. The, the mm-hmm. third running back is intriguing to me. Uh, I, I think you probably need somebody in that role. So one of these three names we're mentioning has to probably be on the roster. I don't feel great about predicting any of them. And if it were a meritocracy, it has to be J.J. Taylor, right? Wouldn't he be the one who won it? I would think he did enough this preseason. I could see the Patriots dismissing Kevin Harris the same way they did last year, right. sending him back to the practice squad, yep. going into the season with Ramondre, Zeke, who people keep telling me is going to be a bigger part of the offense than we originally anticipated. Ty Montgomery and J.J. Taylor, and they'll just say, like, we got we have two big backs and we have two, a uh, smaller one and someone else who can play the sort of wide receiver slash third down back pass catching option that we've been hoping for if Ty Montgomery is healthy enough. But didn't someone tell me he was still limping at practice last week? Yeah, he went to the rehab field. He has like he hasn't been a full participant. And then if you put him on the roster, you're on you might be on the hook for his whole salary all year. I, I don't know. I think I would move on from Ty Montgomery. I'd give the spot to J.J. Taylor. I'd have three running backs, and it would be J.J. Taylor. Only three running backs. No depth on the line, no depth at running back, but other than that, we're ready for How was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? I I spared us that one just because there's always so much clapback. Haven't I heard heard that enough? Oh, whatever. Just shut up and enjoy the program. Ah, more Dodgers fans. 
lining up outside to get into Fenway. An hour and a half from first pitch. We have one final half an hour of the program here. We'll talk a little Sox. We'll go with a couple more roster projections. Take your calls and wrap things up before we pass the baton to the Red Sox. Pre-game show brought to you by Mass Mutual, hosted by Mark Dondero at 1235. It is high noon. Time to take a break, pay the bills, and come right back at you here on Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM, WEI.